Hi, I'm Jenny Curtis, producer and co-director of Solar. Due to strong language, this program is intended for audiences over the age of 13. The sound has been designed to come from all around you, so listening on headphones is suggested. But however you choose to go on this mission, we encourage you to immerse yourself in this journey to the heart of our solar system. Previously on Solar. Ali? Yes, Chief Scientist Margaret Cohen. Matryoshka. Simtech encryption enabled. I don't know if I'm prepared to go through with this mission. The wheels are sticking. Let Ali take back the controls. I've got this. If you turn off the magnet to clear the wheels, then we lose the rover. You can't always control everything. I've got it under control. Just like with the flare. Wheel base temperature increasing. Yes, Ali, thank you. Please retract the camera. Fred, the arm is under the... Rover detached from the surface of the Aethon. Terminate call. Crap. And I heard the recording. What recording? From the anniversary party. Right here in the loading dock. Right in front of this window. I didn't record anything. Allie is always recording. Didn't Nask tell you? You just don't have access to the files. And what exactly do you want to know? I need authorization from you. Are you spying on Simtech? I'm... I'm competing with Simtech. Aethon operating system timer failure has resulted in terminal error. Audio packets are unable to be compiled chronologically. Please reset AOS internal clock. Manual, Whiskey Foxtrot 156 Delta 2. Emergency audio packet 22-Delta 2045. Kurt Co. Media presents Solar. Episode 4, Phoenix. Pre-solar event. Mission day, 79. Allie. Yes, Dr. Rengadetto? Please record and encrypt the following for delivery to mission control as part of the next audio packet. Please wait while I establish encryption. NASC encryption enabled. Recording. Mission control, this is Dr. Rengadetto. Audio packet 79-1-2044. I've encountered a complication. From day one, we've assumed that Simtech was studying the capture of solar energy, but now I have reason to believe our assumptions were incorrect. I went into the mess hall a little bit ago and asked Allie to brew some coffee. Taj was working at the table with her headphones on. She had spread her workout all over the table. The coffee machine started brewing and I, I couldn't help myself. Taj couldn't hear me with the headphones. I thought I could just take a glance over her shoulder. With the coffee brewing, with the headphones, I was so quiet. I almost make out what she was listening to, and I got close enough to see what she was looking at. Arv, I don't understand what I saw. There were charts and readouts and numbers, and I didn't understand any of it. They are not researching what I am researching. I saw nothing relating to energy capture and retention. It's, it's almost like they're preparing to jumpstart something. I, I can't explain it, but what I did see she moved some of the papers around, and I saw a few that had diagrams of a human form. And one of those diagrams was labeled Dr. Ren Guerrero. I don't understand it, Arv. I need to ask for help. I'm sorry, I have to compromise my mission to get answers. I won't tell you who's helping me for deniability, but I need help. 
I became a scientist because I wanted answers, but now it seems like all I do is lie. Owie, end recording. Recording terminated. Open door. Hi, Taj. Hi, Ren. I uh, found this cup of coffee in the coffee maker. Still steaming. I'm guessing it was yours. Oh, yeah, I walked away while it was brewing. <laughs> I forgot to come back. Yeah, you really like coffee. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, I'm a nice person. Here you go. Thanks, Tosh. Um, maybe I'll see you at dinner. Yeah? <laughs> Probably not. Hi, later, Ren. Allie, close the door. Pre-solar event. Mission day, 479. Hey, Jamal. Hey! Sandpiper? <laughs> Sandpiper? Yeah. They hurry down when the wave is out, but they scuttle back when the wave comes in. And that's me? Well, it's day 479. They're releasing the third satellite. You retreated here, right? Oh, and I've scuttled away to avoid the wave of payload 3 crashing down outside. <sighs> Don't say crashing. <laughs> Boo, Jamal. You've misread the situation. I'm taking an inventory on my power capacitors. Burning through them fast? Faster than I'd care to admit. I don't understand how the SimTech hardware can take that much energy. We do not seem to be equipped to be measuring what we're measuring. Well, like you told me, they aren't measuring what you are. Right, but now they know I'm watching them. What? Barger told me to back off yesterday. Like a threat? Not exactly. It was more of a caution, which... Whatever. Why are you here? Like you said, SimTech payloads have a tendency to max out our capacity. I was thinking it wouldn't hurt to rewire a few things manually to go through our reserve power units. Especially while I'm not allowed to be on comms. But is it safe to do that while they're launching a payload? Well, I was debating doing it in the first place. But then Margaret forbade me from taking part on the deployment, so now is a good time as any. Did you ask Alex? Yeah, but don't tell him you saw me. Why not? Just don't, don't, just don't. Please, everything's fine. You... You aren't supposed to know I'm here either. I was encapsulated this whole time if anyone asks. Even Alex. Why? Please, Ren. For real. Okay. Thank you. Is everything okay? As much as it can be. <sighs> I have 183 capacitors left. Are you sure it's the capacitors? If the wiring can handle more energy, I'm you can get... I'm doing inventory on the wires next. Great minds think alike. Your eyebrow looks better, by the way. Really? No. <laughs> How did Margaret find out what you were doing? I was just careless and she found out. That doesn't sound like you. You aren't careless. I can be. I mean, you haven't seen me on a... What? What's wrong? Nothing. I just... Mercury. Look at it. Are you surprised? The flyby has been on the calendar I know. For... I haven't been on the side of the ship all morning. You should look out windows more. It's something, isn't it? Hey, can you hold this light right there? I need both hands to unhook this thing. 
perfect. I got up early just to watch Mercury for an hour. I've been excited about this day since before we launched. It's one of the reasons I wanted to go on this mission so badly. From Mercury? Look at it. But we'll look at it in a second. I need you to keep the light here. Oh, sorry. Screwdriver barely fits back there. I guess you're really happy that first pilot got sick. I'm not happy he got sick. I'm happy I got to be pilot. Sure, sorry. So what do you think of Mercury now that we're up close? Yeah. It's smaller than you think. But that's only because of how big the sun is, right? And then it's grayer than you think, but still kind of orange. I think that's a UV and radiation treatment on the windows. I don't mean the color exactly. I mean, it was alive. And now it's not. It used to have volcanoes and stuff, but not anymore. The sun burnt the life out of it. You're oversimplifying a lot. It's poetic. Fine. Agreed. It flew too close, like Icarus. No, I hate that story. (laughs) You hate Icarus? He was a dumb shit. It it was hubris, right? Pride or lust, anyway. Lust has other implications. The whole story could be simplified down to the double entendre. Icarus fucked with something he shouldn't have. (sighs) Screw his strip. Hold this for a second. What are you doing? I can use this elastic strap on my sleeve. Put it... On the screw head, added friction, and voila, almost done. I don't like your read on Icarus. He was a kid. Well, maybe not a kid, but he was young. He was hopeful. How do we know he didn't think it was worth the cost? Worth the cost? It's the sun. We're nothing without the sun. The sun's existence is not defined by us. Our existence is defined by the sun. Why wouldn't Icarus try to fly up there? Icarus was still a dumb shit. Okay, fine. (laughs) Allie, can you verify that the power flow now goes through the reserve power units in Capsule 7? Power flow through reserve power units confirmed in Capsule 7. Great. Two capsules left to go. Help me replace the panel? Sure. Are you worried? About? The Aphon. She'll be fine. Is Alex worried? I don't know. He asked the same thing about you, though. You know what myth I like? One that fits Mercury better? What? The Phoenix. Is that a myth, or is that just a thing everybody knows? It's a myth, but it's also a thing everybody knows. Everyone wants to be the Phoenix, because no one wants to accept death. Instead... It's rebirth. How does that relate to Mercury? It's dead now, right? But it keeps revolving, orbiting. It doesn't give up. And that's the thing I hate about Icarus. It's just an end. It's an attempt and a failure and a punishment. What kind of lesson is that? Not to try? But Mercury... This isn't about Mercury anymore. I lost the thread. I'm talking. Keep up. Okay. (laughs) When the bird of wonder dies, the maiden phoenix... Her ashes new create another heir, as great in admiration as herself. Is this Shakespeare? So shall she leave her blessedness to one, when heaven shall call her from this cloud of darkness, 
who from the sacred ashes of her honor shall star-like rise as great in fame as she was, and so stand fixed, peace, plenty, love, truth, terror, that were the servants to this chosen infant. Yeah, and good verily. <laughs> what? I was just trying to do Shakespeare. Thou speakest wonders was the next line. Well, how would I know that? What is that from, anyway? Henry VIII. Do people still do that one? Not really. But you have it memorized? Just that part because of the phoenix. You really like the phoenix story. I do. It gives me hope. Do you not have hope? I have goals. It's hard for me to feel hope on my own. I try to make choices based on facts, not because I want to believe something. Mm. The heart is a liar. No, it's not a liar. <laughs> no? It's just misinformed. Margaret found out I was spying on SimTech because Allie's programmed to record everything. This conversation? Yeah, everything. Is that SimTech programming? I don't know. Only first and second in command can access it, but Alex has authorization to delete files as first in command. Then Nask knows about it. Wait, why did she tell you files could be deleted? I don't... It's because I asked her to delete a file. What file? <sighs> that was way worse than Payload 1. Something. We're going into freefall. The nearest restraints are in capsule one. Go! I'm headed to the reactor. Ali, reboot. Ali. Post solar event. Approximate mission day. Five hundred and forty-eight. Ali. Yes? Is there a way I can more easily access and sort through the audio files of the rest of the crew, like you sorted out Jamal's recordings a while ago? Yes. I can display the files in a timeline format if you wish. Each line represents one of the crew members. Some files are shared between multiple crew members, but this interface can allow you to select what you want to listen to. And where the lines end? Would you like to ask a question? No, I know the answer. Can you bring up just Margaret Cohen's timeline? Why are there gaps in her timeline? I am unable to answer the question. Magnify the timeline in the 48 hours surrounding the first payload drop. There's a short gap here, like an hour after the first drop when we had the meeting in the mess. Can you play that? I am unable to answer the question. Give me access to the recording made at 1304.53. I am unable to grant access due to emergency protocol activation. This recording didn't happen during the flare. The flare was payload four. I'm asking you about payload one. Is there a question I can answer for you? <sighs> New question. Can you tell me if murder was deleting files? Only an onboard commander can delete continuous files. Chief scientist Margaret Cohen did not have authorization to delete continuous files. So what are the gaps? I am unable to answer the question. Show me Alex's timeline. There are no gaps. No. He didn't delete anything. 
He said he did not want to. Uh, let's, um, let's go back to the first payload, the first satellite we activated when the shutters started. Can you play me that? Would you like to listen from the beginning of the spacewalk? No, take it from a few minutes before they launched payload one. Sunshine away. Can I whistle at least? No. Okay. No fun allowed. Do your job by the book. Fine. <clears throat> this is Specialist Eli Wright, and we are about to begin the deployment sequence for payload numero uno. In English. Number one. No more Odin. Numero un. Eli. Number one. The first of four satellites being released by Simtech. Payload 104 being distributed in a square formation in synchronized orbit around the sun. Payload 104 being released in, <laughs> get this, numerical order. All connected to the Athon operating system and nuclear reactor and placed in synchronous orbit with the Earth. Follow the script in the protocol, Specialist Wright. I am following protocol. Specialist Taj Aziz. On payload arm control, can you confirm that you are ready for orbital positioning of the satellite? I can confirm. Specialist Aziz, can you confirm visual on Chief Scientist Cohen and myself? I can confirm. Specialist Aziz, can you confirm that Chief Scientist Cohen and myself are both locked into the tether system according to the readings? I can confirm. I'm confirming visual and physical lock and tether failsafe. Chief Scientist Cohen, can you confirm the same? I confirm. Just to be clear, this is payload number one of four. Just in case I threw anyone off by saying two words in Spanish, then English, then Russian, then French. You know, I just want to point out, we all had to learn Russian for this. Just in case hearing two common Spanish words we all learned as children might have caused the apocalypse. Watch your tongue. I'm documenting everything for the record. Come on, Eli. Hey, hey, cool it, Eli. Take a second and breathe, okay? Let me hear you. <sighs> <laughs> Look around you, Eli. You are literally the closest any human being has ever been to the sun. Look at how beautiful it is. How big it is. And then think about how small you are. That's the heart of our solar system there. You are closer to it than any human being has ever been. Maybe take it a little more seriously, yeah? Yes, Commander Tolly. And Margaret, if he diverges a little from the script, it's not the end of the world. Yes? And I need you all to hurry up, because those suits can only be in direct sunlight exposure for so long, and they need to last through four payloads and two NASC experiments. Yes, Commander Tolly. Margaret. Chief Scientist Cohen. Chief Scientist Cohen, I apologize for interrupting the Simtech protocol script for the payload drop. Thank you, Commander Tolly. It appears it was necessary. Perhaps the next time we perform a payload drop, Specialist Wright will actually take a direct order from his superior. I apologize for copying an attitude, Chief Scientist Marker Cohen. I will do my best to adhere to the protocol script as is required from now on. Thank you, Specialist Wright. Now let's drop this bitch! <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss your behavior later. Oh, 
Allie, please link wireless power to payload one. Yes, specialist Eli Wright. Thank you, Allie. Power supply connection has been verified. Levels are nominal. Next, I will establish NASC network arm connectivity. Activating communication on payload one. Abnormal spike detected in power usage. Power user spike is adherent to model predictions regarding payload one deployment. Requesting verbal permission to continue with payload one deployment protocol. Chief Scientist Cohen, permission granted. Onboard Commander Tolly, permission granted. Continuing with payload one deployment protocol. Payload one is now hailing the network arm connection. Please enter access code to allow for sync with NASC network arm. Commander? Echo 8-2 Alpha 1-3 Uniform 9914 Whiskey Sierra. Access granted. Simtech Payload 1 is now synced with NASC Network Arm. Specialist Z, you may begin Payload Bay Arm Extension for orbital placement. All right, Payload Bay Arm Extending for orbital placement. Hang on tight, you guys. <laughs> you all right there, Margaret? I was caught off guard. The arm extension began moving us faster than I anticipated. Please continue. Well, now we wait. We don't activate until we're in position, and we don't release until we're activated. Are you nervous? Please don't go off script. Why did you gasp? You know the script, huh? Why did you gasp? In the moment, it felt like I was falling. Like some dream I had once. Mm-hmm. And how did that dream end? I woke up. Almost there, guys. How are the levels on board, Commander? Everything seems fine. Jamal, you want to weigh in? Jamal? Yes, sorry. I wasn't on the intercom because everything seems nominal. Thank you, Athon. Good to know everyone's fully invested in this deployment. Please wait while I verify orbital position. Sun is beautiful, Commander. You're right on that front. God, what I wouldn't give to see what you're saying right now. Orbital position is accurate for release. Thank you, Specialist Z. Requesting permission to activate payload one. Chief Scientist Cohen, permission granted. Onboard Commander Tolly, permission granted. Activating payload one. Counting down from three. Three, two, one. Payload one activated. Looks like we're already getting some readings. Specialist Z, do you see? What the hell was that? Detach the payload. Was that a flare? No. Detach the payload. See that? Chief Scientist Cohen is detaching payload one. Lock one. Commander, the current levels indicate a nuclear core meltdown is imminent. Please advise. Can you contain the meltdown? We can jettison the reactor if necessary. It will immediately end the mission and direct us back to Earth. No, stop. We aren't in free fall. Everything is fine. The readings are false. Requesting permission to retract payload bay arm. Chief Scientist Cohen is detaching payload one. Lock two. 
Payload one released. Confirm orbital position. What? Confirm orbital position, Taj. According to Halley, we're on the edge of nuclear meltdown. Remember, jettison scenario. Cohen, right. Brace yourselves. Everyone, stop. Now. Specialist Aziz, confirm orbital position. Position confirmed. Commander Tolly, reboot Alley. You can't be serious, Reboot Alley. Now. Why? Pilot Davis, you know this ship better than anyone. We already did free fall. The reading is false. Reboot Alley. It's a glitch. It isn't real. Reboot. Commander? Do it. Do it. Alley, please reboot all systems. Please verify command to reboot all systems. Reboot! Retracting payload bay arm. Specialist Wright and Chief Scientist Cohen, please confirm you are tethered to payload bay arm. I confirm. Specialist Wright confirms too. Chief Scientist Cohen verifying that Simtech payload one drop was successful. I need all involved parties to verify Simtech payload one drop was successful. Taj, are we getting readings? We're getting readings. So? Uh, Simtech payload one drop was successful. Simtech payload one drop was successful. I'm gonna do some further tests, but as of now, Simtech payload one drop was successful. Specialist Wright? Specialist Wright? Simtech payload one drop was successful. Look at me, Eli. Look at me. Everything went fine. Pre-solar event. Mission day, 352. Everyone here? All crew is assembled, Commander Alex Tolley. So, what was that? What was what? Don't give me that shit, Margaret. What happened when Simtech activated Payload 1? My best guess is that we were affected by some solar wind. No. It would explain why- Eli! Why don't you tell me what happened? Why Eli? He pressed the button and turned the thing on. That has nothing to do with anything. It was pure coincidence. It's an order, Eli. Tell me what happened. I was I was following the routines. The routines as described in the manual. I was proceeding as per the instructions and... I, I, I'm sorry, I was deviating from the script. What I, happened, Eli? I activated payload one, I commented on the fact that we were already getting data readings, and then there was a flash. There was no flash. There was a flash. You saw it too? I saw shadows in the payload bay. Did you see it directly? Uh, no. Just shadows. What did it look like, Eli? Uh, Maybe a small CME? Don't look at her, Eli. Look at me. Tell me what you saw. It was bright, but it, it was a, a a dark kind of light. 
felt it through me. And the Aethon started shaking. Cohen, you didn't see it? I saw nothing. But you were there with me. Have you been sleeping well, Specialist Wright? His health is fine, Chief Scientist Cohen. I checked every individual going on the spacewalk this morning. I wouldn't have let him go if his sleep was irregular. Thank you, Dr. Aquino. Perhaps it was just a strange refraction of light through the UV and radiation layers on the helmet. Some trick of the imagination. Stop staring at me, Commander Tolly. Eli, is Margaret right? Did you imagine a shadow of light that made the entire Aethon shake? Or is this something we should be concerned about? Eli, are you concerned about it? It could have just been some solar wind. Allie. Yes, Commander Alex Tolley. Please display all solar wind readings, all electromagnetic readings, and all CME readings from the past hour on console A32. Eli, stand up. Stand up. Sit at the console. I want you to stare at the screen. I don't want you to get up before you can point, and I mean point with your index finger, to the solar event that made the Aethon shudder. He's not a specialist with that data. Ren, help him out. Yes, Commander. Alex. Margaret, please stop talking. Taj, your turn. Are you able to explain what happened? No. That scares me shitless. Specialist Azi. What? Why are you not freaked out? I was still sitting in the payload arm cab. After the Aethon stopped shaking, I could still feel it in the arm. And I thought, I'm attached to this thing. Literally strapped in. If the arm breaks off and takes the cab with it, I don't want to die that way. Ren, can you explain what they saw? No, not exactly, but... Margaret is right. The shutter could be from a CME or even solar wind, causing the propulsion and electronics to glitch. Thank you, Doctor. Why wouldn't Allie detect it? Because the electronics are glitching. It's what we've been messaging Arv about this whole time. So what? Everyone's argument is we're flying blind anyway? Why stop now? No, we're not flying blind. Eli saw something. Eli, what you saw... Do you believe it could be explained as solar wind? I don't know. I, I could have... I could have thought that I saw something because the shutter frightened me. Bullshit. Bullshit! I am seriously considering ending this mission right now! No. No? Why not? We have to keep to the timeline. We cannot deviate because we're too scared I'm to... I'm not scared, Margaret. I'm simply not willing to risk the lives of any crew members for the sake of an experiment. No one is at risk. Allie? Yes, Commander Alex Tolley. Did you detect any... anomalies in the past minute? I detect no anomalies, Tolley. What was that? To what are you referring? Your voice glitched. I did not detect a glitch. Take the readings of every functioning sensor in the ship from the past five minutes and include it in the next audio packet. Yes, Commander Alex Tolley. And make sure this packet goes to Simtech 
marked urgent. Yes, Commander Alex Tolley. So what now? We keep going. Keep going? My experiments remain untouched. Ren, have you finished your experiments? No. What are your experiments exactly? Taj, you're in no position to point fingers. Chief Scientist Cohen, are the Simtech readings still underway and accurate? Specialist Azzy? I think so. Uh, at least as far as 25% of a full experiment can be accurate. And Jamal, is the reactor still functioning? Yes. Are we still able to fly home if we have to? At present, yes. What's your point, Jessa? My experiments are based on tracking minute changes in individuals in a long-term space mission. The best results that I could hope to get are no results at all. But I won't know that until the end of the mission. So now we've experienced this... this... anomaly, as you put it, Commander. At least twice. Which seems evidence that might point to a recurrence over time. Hopefully it will dissipate. But either way, it doesn't seem to be affecting Ali apart from the singular false reactor alarm. You want us to ignore it from here on out? No. It will be part of the data we collect. No different than when I detect an increased heart rate, or a drop in vitamin D levels, or any number of things that are just part of research but are no cause to stop an experiment. It's information. It's useful. We collect the knowledge and move on. We keep going. Show of hands. Who thinks we should scrap the mission and return home? Okay. We keep going. I feel like there should have been a lot more hands. Meeting adjourned. Jessa, thank you. <laughs> I didn't do this for you. Yeah, well, uh, if you two don't mind, I'm gonna review the manuals for the emergency protocol. Matryoshka. Simtech encryption enabled. What the hell is this? Listen to me closely, both of you. Never. Never disrespect me again. I am your commander. Alex is our commander. If we deviate from the plan even by an hour, we lose everything. If we stick to the plan, we go home as heroes. What Simtech is doing, what Simtech is discovering, it will change the world forever. It will make the world a better place. How? If you are given the chance to determine the future, how becomes irrelevant. Matryoshka. Simtech encryption disabled. Give me your word, Margaret. We go home. We all go home. I saw the flash, Eli. You went crazy. I honestly thought, just for a second, I was dead. Eli. <gasps> Me too. Davis Personal Audio Packet 35 1 2043. 
Hey, Jamal. I hope this gets to you in time. The NASC website for uploading these messages isn't exactly user-friendly. NASC also gave me a calendar with no dates on it. I wrote them in myself so I could keep it straight, and I guess it makes sense. I mean, why would you follow a regular calendar on board when you aren't on Earth? And I asked someone at NASC about it, Felicia someone. I kind of got past to her after everyone else stopped talking to me. But she said it really depends on the needs of the mission. And then I asked why you were still following a 24-hour cycle if you didn't have to. And she said it's because of the experiments. You needed a certain number of people on standby at a given time. So you need everyone awake during the same hours. Plus, it was easy to regulate a regular 24-hour cycle with the Aethon operating system. And I hear it now. I talk too much when I'm excited. <clears throat> anyway, here's the calendar they sent. Like, oh. Here's day 563, when you turn the Aethon around and start coming home. Day 532, the fourth payload drop for SimTech experiments. I have all the payload drops circled. I still don't get why you call them payloads instead of satellites. Why have two words for the same thing? Oh, wait, look at this one. I put a star on it. Day 479, that's the day you told me about over and over. The first Mercury flyby. I'm gonna try and get everyone together for a message on that day. But we have a long way to go before then. Because we are all the way back here. At the front. Today. Day 35. The day you leave Earth's orbit. The day you start getting these messages. So here I am. Sending you this message. Woo! <laughs> I talked to your sister. She said she's watching the news closely about the mission. She also got a calendar, but she didn't have it on hand when I called, but I'll make sure she's up to date. I also, um... I saw your mother at the store. She was trying to pick out a loaf of bread. There's too many loaves of bread in general. I mean, you know, like, why do we need that many options of bread? But, um... I went over and said, you know, Hello, Mrs. Davis, can I help you find some bread? I don't know if she recognized me or if she didn't recognize me, but she said, yes, thank you. Would you please hand me some of that whole grain on the top shelf? And I did. And she thanked me and walked away. I just wanted you to know that your mom is doing okay. And I know you don't want me to apologize anymore for I'm proud of you, Jamal. I'm just really, really proud. Everyone has a dream, but you're actually living yours. And it sucks because I miss you, but I'm so, so happy for you. Oh, and Hiroto says, hi. He offered to help me make this video, but for this first one, I just wanted it to be me. And I know you're gonna be super busy working on a million things because you're piloting a space mission to the sun. Listen to that sentence one more time. You're piloting a space mission to the sun. Holy shit. But because you're busy with super duper important things, I wanted to make sure you always watch my messages. So I'm going to end every message from here on out with a joke and the punchline will be in the next message. I know there's some quantum component that you mentioned, so I don't get this joke, but here goes. Schrodinger's cat walks into a bar. That's it. That's the setup. <laughs> Bye, Jay. <laughs> End of message. Delete it.
Are you sure you want to delete personal message 35-1, Chelsea? I'm sure, Allie. Allie? I would advise against it. Why? You may not want to permanently delete this message. I do. It's like a pyre or tying a note to a balloon. I have to let these things go. I don't want them just to be trapped in your memory forever. I'm authorized to delete personal files, right? That is correct, Jamal. Then delete them. Dr. Rengadero needs help. She does. I can't help her. I know. I can't help you. I know. I do not know how to proceed. Delete Chelsea's message. Deleted. <laughs> Thank you. You are right, Allie. I am unable to answer the question. <sighs> Aren't we all? Contact Ren, please. <sighs> Jamal? Hey, Ren. I'm... I'm sorry I said what I said. I know. Why are you calling? You, uh... What have you been up to since we lost the rover? I... I think the key to rescuing you is the decontamination chamber. The chamber only compresses if we jettison the reactor, remember? We can change the pressure once we activate the jettison, and since we have no propulsion, we'll probably just go into solar orbit proper and fall into the sun, none of which addresses the fact that we have only one suit between the two of us, and I have no airlock. I'm trying to help you. I know, just let me help you instead. How? You think Simtech was responsible for the disaster? Do you think if we can figure out what they were doing, we can figure out how to contact Earth? I do. Are you sure? I'm positive. Then walk me through everything. Everything? What your thought process is, what you thought Simtech was doing, what happened in the payload drops, why you voted the way you did. No more secrets, okay? No more secrets. We'll try to find the answer, one step at a time. Figure out how we got there. Okay. Okay. Ren? So we have four days until we orbit too far. Ren? There's this recording I'm dying to play for you. It's right before payload two of Taj trying to warn Jessa about something. It's a weird Ren. conversation. And I found a recording of Taj asking Alex to delete it, but Alex didn't delete it or anything for that matter. He said- Ren, just give me a few minutes, okay? Oh, uh, do you want me to call you back? No. It's day 548, right? The, the second Mercury flyby, our last sighting. My window is pointing away, so I can't, I, I don't. Can you look out your window and describe it to me? I don't know, Jamal, you're better at words than I am. Please, Ren. Please. Well, I'm standing in capsule two. It has the biggest window on this side of the ship. 
because looking out the window, I can see Mercury. It's um, closer than last time. It's big. Not as big as the sun, obviously. But it's big and gray, and it's grayer than you think it'll be. And it looks a little orange, I guess, but that's not accurate. It's, uh, it's, Mercury used to be alive, but it isn't dead. It just hasn't been reborn yet. Every crater, every trench, every battle scar from its existence glows white in the light of the sun. It's proud of its wounds and it knows they will become beautiful in its rebirth. And we are the only living people in the history of humankind who have seen this beauty, who can understand what this feels like. We have seen things that no one else can dream of. We have a language all our own. We speak in wonders. Solar from Kurtco Media. Created by Chris Porter. Directed by Jenny Curtis and Chris Porter. Starring Stephanie Beatriz as Ren. Alan Cumming as Alex. Helen Hunt as Margaret. Jonathan Bangs as Jamal. Jenny Curtis as Ali. Danielle Pinnock as Taj. Colin Ford as Eli. Anne Yatko as Jessa with Julia Henning as Chelsea and John McCormick as narrator. Featured in Recovered Audio Asset 3 is Jake Milgard. Produced by Jenny Curtis, Chris Porter, and Bill Curtis. Executive Producer, Bill Curtis. Executive Producers, Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella. Executive Producer, Helen Hunt. Sound Design, Mixing, and Mastering by C.J. Drummeller. Music by Chris Porter. Recorded at Shane Salk Productions. Production Manager, Dara Stone. Assistant Sound Designer, Allison Ng. Casting Consulting by Mormon Bowling Casting. Solar is produced in association with Workhouse Media. For more information on cast and crew, visit our website through the link in the description. This podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. Kurt Co. Media. Media for your mind.